Welcome back to the Writer's Nook Podcast. I'm Hannah Bauman, editor and writing coach. And I'm Leah Chason, a fantasy and romance writer. Let's talk about voice today. I don't know what you think of when you hear the term voice in writing, but I kind of think of something mystical, like your author voice. Doesn't that sound really vague? But despite that connotation, voice isn't really mystical or far off. If you want a really simple definition, your voice is your writing style. It's what makes your writing unique to you as the author. And your voice will shine through in many ways. It's how you express ideas, the tone you use, and even your word choice. You may have a voice that's formal or informal, funny and playful or straightforward, or something else entirely that's not up to us to say. This is all about how you want to express yourself while writing. That's one of the things that's so beautiful about writing, I think. Two authors can explore the same theme or idea, but their voice will affect how they share those thoughts and ideas um, and make it so unique. But voice can get a little complicated when you start breaking down things like a narrator's voice versus an author's voice versus character voices. So let's break that down first. Sounds good. So obviously there are different meanings to the term voice when writing. While narrator and character voices will inevitably change from book to book because you're pulling from a new point of view, your author voice will find its way into every book. Character and narrator voices are specific to a single story or series. It has to do with the fictional people telling the story and the ways they might do that through sarcasm, distance, or even unreliability. Your author voice, however, is like a signature. It won't happen overnight. But over time, you will find yourself leaning towards phrasing and tones that represent you and the story you're trying to tell. As an example, I find that I constantly lean towards humor while trying to tell my stories. This can come out through witty dialogue or sarcasm in a first-person narrative. Definitely. I see that a lot with some of my editing clients who I work with on like different series that they've written. And I can always tell it's them because of those little author signatures that are in there, even though the characters are very different. It's really cool. So if you want to study this in action for yourself, take a look at um, like a novel with multiple point of views in it. Notice that with each point of view, the character's personality definitely shines through. But you can also tell that each chapter was still written by the same author. You'll start to notice those things if you read for them. The way we structure our stories from individual sentences to diction to tone are what make that author voice so distinct. And this concept definitely becomes a little abstract because you can't just point at a sentence and say, oh, look, this is Hannah's book. See right there, she has signed the page with her name. You have to look at both the micro and the macro elements of a book to see your own voice in your own style. It's all in the writer's themes, tropes, and the tone. Those are the big parts of defining their voice. We all have elements of storytelling that we love. All of that being said, what's the best way to identify and develop your voice? Honestly, it's writing. Shocking, I know, but you have to practice. Ha, the writing advice that every writer is actively trying to avoid taking. Me included. (laughs) Same. In all seriousness, though, practice is what makes you a better writer, and it's how you work on your own style. You don't have to dedicate yourself to an entire novel just to practice. You're allowed to mess around with ideas, write whatever comes to you, and really enjoy the process of discovery. 
If writing a novel does that for you, then great. Just don't feel like the novel will give you everything you're looking for because you're already trying to do so much when writing something of that size. Let's say that again. Don't feel like a novel will give you everything you're looking for when you're trying to practice and develop your writing. If you're trying to work on your own voice or if you just want to mess around with the character and see where it goes, really don't be afraid to work on something small. I think there's this romantic, like, there's this romantic notion that goes with writing a novel, right? Uh, but they're not always the best way to practice. And even if they're your favorite way, they're not the only way. My novel series that I'm working on was actually hatched from a single scene I wrote based on a dream I had a couple years ago. I rewrote that scene a few times before I got my skeleton draft. And then I revised that skeleton draft several more times before I got to the core of the story and before I felt confident in my own author voice. Practice, people. It definitely helps. You can also go back to your favorite books and reread them with a critical eye. What was it about them that you loved so much? Do you love the way the lines flow? The way the prose makes you feel? If so, then you probably like that writer's voice. Pay attention to the syntax of your favorite lines. Is the author very direct and blunt? Do they favor longer lines with multiple clauses? The way you structure your lines feeds into the overall feeling of your story while also showing a bit of yourself. I do this exercise a lot to study the styles of authors I admire. I think it's fun. Maybe that's just like the nerdy editor coming out in me. But th that exercise doesn't have to be high stakes at all. Just reread a book you love and see what new things you discover about it. And as we mentioned before, you can still spot the author's voice even when um, like a point of view changes. For example, if you look at the Witchland series by Susan Dennard, you can still see her voice shine through despite the extremely different characters we follow. So many things feed into that author voice, syntax, diction, tone, and even how an author uses dialogue tags. Some authors are like melodious in their prose, some are blunt, and some are a combination of the two. This is definitely helpful if you read both in and out of your genre. Genres definitely have certain styles and trends, but you can learn a lot from other authors. If you write fantasy, read some sci-fi. If you read sci-fi, try reading some paranormal romance. Examining voices across genres will help you cultivate a multifaceted style. This also goes for writers of different backgrounds. Be mindful of your choices when reading. There are great authors around every corner and you never know what you might find. Also, remember that your voice and style will grow throughout your entire career. They'll grow as you practice, and they'll also change as you go through different seasons in life. When I was a baby writer, like when I was like 15 years old, um, you know, high school, freshman, sophomore age, um, I was obsessed with adjectives. For better or for worse, I'll leave that up to my old desktop PC where those drafts live. Um, but as I've studied more authors and read more books and written so many more stories of my own, I've learned how to actually use adjectives in the way that I want and the way I intend to use them. And a few people who have read my current work in progress have said my descriptions are like paintings on a page, not to brag, but just like it went from, you know, a thousand adjectives that I used the thesaurus for and now you know, people say they've actually come to life. So it's a big change. My voice was definitely not that refined when I was younger. And I'm positive that in the next decade of my life, how I write descriptions are going to continue to evolve. That's the nature of creativity. And I think it's important to embrace that. 
Oh, of course. And while I've always had an understanding of what I love, it's definitely evolved and so that I'm better at conveying them now. I'm a sucker for sassy punk girls with a vendetta and painterly descriptions, like Hannah said. But over time, I've refined that so that my favorite themes are propped up by prose that has substance and style while being to the point. I realized that long-winded paragraphs just don't appeal to me, so now I don't bother. I write very short and to-the-point descriptions. You can make similar decisions in your own writing. You don't have to apply everything you see out there to your own work. You get to draw the line where you want it. Exactly, and I think that's a really important distinction to make is just because one author does it well and it's praised doesn't mean that it's the only way to go forward. Like, you know what you like and you know how you want to write it. So go for it because it's your story and it has to be true to you. So next time we meet up, we will be speaking about how to draw the line between scenes and chapters. That is always a fun one. So in the meantime, you can find us on social media at Writer's Nook Pod. You can find me, Hannah, at BTL Editorial. And you can reach me at LC underscore Chaseong, like Chia Pet, <laughs> on both Twitter and Instagram. And then if you want to send us an email, you can email us at podcast at btleditorial.com. And we will see you all next time. Bye! Thanks to Purple Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com for our intro and outro music. 